and welcome back to series two of the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short 10-minute podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Kieran Howes, Deputy Editor at Executive Grapevine Digital Media. It's a pleasure to have you here again, Kieran. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Soph? Yeah, really good, thank you. I'm actually really glad I've got you on the podcast this week, um, because it's a topic which I think you will really enjoy discussing, um, about a story which we published earlier in the week, um, which we titled, HR Slammed as Trust and Function Falls. Essentially, the story is about a freelance writer who took to Twitter, likening the HR function to cops without guns. The individual said that he received a brutal rejection for a full-time role after he asked for feedback to help him with his employability in future. He said in the Twitter thread, they just straight up told me that they don't want to hire people who have worked for freelance for long stretches of time because we seem non-committal, lol. The others went on to explain in the Twitter thread um, some of the shocking things that they had been told by hiring managers in the past, including that they didn't want to hire them because they had been out of work for so long. This then sparked the individual who started the thread initially to write, honestly, HR are just cops without guns. So while these could be viewed as isolated cases, sadly, some recent statistics reveal that it isn't just this person who has expressed a lack of trust in the HR department. New research actually from Coach Hub corroborated um, this, finding that two thirds of mid to senior level managers admitted that they don't feel comfortable talking to HR about personal development, while 15% wouldn't reach out over fears of being viewed as an ineffective leader. So the HR department is sought to bridge the gap between employees and those at the top, while also carving out a positive culture that helps employees to thrive. But with statistics showing a lack of trust in HR, how can this actually damage corporate culture? Well, I think you um, actually raise a really good point there, Soph. Um, You know, managers' well-being is just as important as general worker well-being. And those statistics are actually really indicative of a greater problem uh, within the relationship between the two. Um, If managers don't trust HR, it's highly likely that this will have a serious trickle-down effect on employees as well. Um, Unification throughout the business on HR's role is extremely important. Managers who don't feel like the business or HR is on their side will likely imprint the same ethos on their teams. And I think all managers can probably attest to that. Um, HR needs to ensure that all people, regardless of seniority, know uh, that their door is open, that they're there to speak to them. This is about fixing the whole business and therefore preventing a a toxic culture from from starting up, from proliferating. Completely. And I think HR as a function is a very, very integral part of the business. Um, And there are many different facets um, of the function that the department has within their remit, including, you know, recruiting talent, training and development, legal compliance, rewards and benefits, and the list really does go on. So um, why is it important that employees trust HR? And also, what are the ramifications if staff don't feel comfortable trusting the people function? So I I think the issue here is essentially the the really cliche view of HR being the enforcer. Um, You know, he likened HR to cops uh, in that in that tweet, Uh, when actually evidence shows that the function's key responsibility is 
first and foremost employee well-being um i suspect that there are a good few people out there who have had really bad experiences with hrs uh with hr and hr representatives but for every one of those there are thousands of hr representatives trying to make the world a better place to be and trying to make the workplace a better place to be you know one of our readers actually kind of responded to that and i think they made a really good point so i'm going to read that out now they said i find it interesting that those people in some of the tweets generalize hr recruiters as all the same ironic perhaps when the reply was to a tweet saying that a recruiter saw all freelancers as non-committal i found working in hr people are quick to throw terms at hr like bureaucratic or difficult or unhelpful with no basis other than they didn't get the exact result that they were after yeah um, so I think like Glassdoor research says that 78% of employees state that they have stayed at jobs longer because they believe their well-being is is considered. You know, that's a HR function, uh, while 61% state that their health has improved due to their company's wellness programs. That's a HR function. So long story short, workers are healthier and they're happier because of the presence of HR in their business. You know, referring to them as just cops with guns is... It's just ludicrous, really. Uh, As for trust levels, obviously, it's massively important that staff know how essential their positive relationship with HR is. Um, Without approachability, HR has little to work with to ensure the worker experience is a good one. The backbone of any healthy reciprocal relationship between professionals and HR is trust and communication. Uh, recent research by Team Blind uh, actually polled employees at some of the biggest companies in the world, massive, massive names, and they found that actually an average of 70% of staff don't trust their HR department. It's an, it's, that's actually a really worrying number. Um, however, if we look at some of these companies individually, we can, we can actually kind of see why. Um, so the second worst performing company on the list is a name that we know quite well um, with a score of 79.86%. It's Amazon. Why? Well, I mean, HR Grapevine has reported uh, on many cases in the past from Amazon um, that suggest that Amazon is kind of for- failing to take worker well-being into account. So, um, you know, we've reported on the in, in the past uh, workers alleging that they operate in poor work conditions. They work really long, unreasonable hours and aren't allowed to take regular breaks. Um, obviously, the most companies are nowhere near this drastic. But trust is not a given. It's never going to be a given in the workplace and it must come from listening and making changes based on your employees actual needs before this podcast actually i spoke to philip pepper who was the partner and head of employment law at shakespeare martineau about what happens if employees feel that they can't formally lodge a grievance um with the people function and also the potential legal problems that this leaves employers with and um, philip explained that employees should be encouraged to resolve um workplace issues through internal processes but if they don't feel comfortable doing so they can also seek help from external bodies such as acas um he also said that employers have dedicated or some employers should i say have dedicated external helplines to help those employees with certain reporting issues such as whistleblowing. Therefore, Philip explained that having a clear and accessible grievance procedure is essential for employers. He actually said, um, any failure to investigate and deal with grievances raised by employees could give rise to unfair constructive dismissal complaints if the employee has over two years service or risk discrimination claims. 
if the employee feels that the company would not be sufficiently independent or objective in investigating the grievance. For example, if the company was very small and the complaint was against the owner or the managing director, for example, the individual should still be encouraged to raise their concerns and the company should appoint an independent investigator. So essentially, if employees don't feel comfortable talking to HR, um, then there are other kind of pathways for them to go down. But essentially, if these grievances remain uninvestigated because, for example, an employee doesn't feel comfortable speaking with HR, then this could cause huge issues for employers going forwards. Well, I mean, exactly. Um, You know, HR is the first line of communication for employees in, you know, the vast majority of circumstances. If they don't feel that they can come to HR, then they're left trying to navigate potentially really serious work issues on their own, which, you know, if we're honest with each other, will only make it worse. So, um, you know, if the hand isn't outstretched by HR, then uh, the employer needs to know about it. Uh, And it sounds like external helplines are actually a really positive uh, move to help employees. So that that sounds like a great move. Yeah, and actually... When we started the podcast, I referenced to some research. Um, I found another data set which was carried out by CABA, which found that HR was actually ranked the least trusted function in the workplace with only 5% of survey respondents saying that they would trust the people function. So once again, this is slightly worrying, as Kieran said. But given the separate data sets and some of the different conversations um, that we've seen in the Twitter thread, is it possible or even reasonable to suggest that there is a breakdown of trust in HR, Kieran? Yeah, that is worrying, Soph. As I said, I believe that in the past, HR has had a a really bad image problem, which still affects it. But the onus is on HR representatives to dispel this and prove that they're there to provide sound help, uh, improvements in the workplace and guidance. Whilst I don't believe that the whole function has broken down, in fact, far from it, I think HR and the HR industry is improving every single day. And there's a lot of evidence towards that. Um, It doesn't have to be a global or national trend for it to have really severe ramifications on the employee who doesn't feel that they're getting the help they need. Um, Every company is unique and every employer HR relationship is as essential as the next. Absolutely. And in preparation for this podcast, I actually spoke with Martin Kirk, who is now a career coach, but he formerly worked as the group HR director at the post office, who essentially said that the role and purpose of HR often isn't well understood, which is potentially why some employees may have you know, issues and challenges trusting the department. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, and he actually um, told HR Grapevine, at its best, it is a vital part of the management of an organisation, ensuring that the organisation is able to attract, retain and develop its employees. And at its worst, it is a police officer and a post box. Like any profession, it needs to have standards, qualifications and ethical codes. Unfortunately, there are still too many unqualified HR people and not enough use is made of the CIPD complaints process when things go wrong. So um, essentially, my next question to him was, um, what can HR do to gain trust from employees? Well, according to Martin, HR needs to ensure that it delivers and manages employee expectations, plays a key role in supporting employees, particularly with workplace issues such as bullying and harassment, and also views corporate well-being as a top priority. Martin finished off by explaining that the most important role that HR has is to select and develop line managers. Um, He said, however good the HR person is, it is the line manager who really makes a bad or good day at work. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. 
HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit www.hrgrapevine.com. 